squirrel. One may wonder. Wonder, wonder, wonder. A lot of thinking. Why? Why the podcast game, right? It's a popular avenue to go these days. But why on how was 60 Random Minutes born? That's what we're going to talk about in our first segment today. So, Don, how you doing? I'm doing great. <laughs> in fact, I think about sometimes that day you called me and asked me if I wanted to do a podcast with you. And I remember initially we were you had some other name in mind. And we talked, we, but you didn't like it, and you knew that up front. But you said, I kind of want to go in this direction, and I want it to be almost like just about life. We yes. don't need to deep dive on sedimentary earth samples or deep dive into how airplanes work, or we're not going to break down the elements of clock management during the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. We were just going to pick different topics. Keep it, so what, keep, it's like it, what it's supposed to be is it's supposed to be like sitting at a bar and talking for an hour, right? When you're when you're at a restaurant or you're out with your friends, you're you're not talking about something. Usually, usually <laughs> I should I should add that in for an hour or two at a time. You're usually jumping around from topic to topic. And, yeah, you and know, I think someday we're hoping that people will send us more ideas. I get some on the side, but through our official channels. And I know at some point we, we'd love to have guests join in and add some randomness to the topic, right? But yeah. that's not going to be easy to do. Yeah, it's not. So we haven't done it yet. It's not super easy to kind of build a brand from scratch. That's why the people <laughs> who have done it in one form or another are successful. Because what's the saying goes, if everybody, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Um, so, yeah. But this is not this is not a money thing. I mean, we both have jobs. Um, yep. This is not – it's a fun thing. Okay. It's, it's, it's fun. It's something that I've always wanted to do. Um, had a little bit of free time and says, hey, why not do it? Don and I had pretty good chemistry on our – and still do, by the way. Um, I, I, kind of, I kind of put that past tense, didn't I? Um, <laughs> you did. I didn't realize I did my Back last in the day, day we recently. had chemistry. Now, not so much. <laughs> Remember when we got along? And, and that's one of the cool things that I really like about this, this teamwork that we have is, you know, in the last year and a half, we've, we hear all the time about the division. We've got black versus white, Democrats versus Republicans. And we don't care about any of that because it's not important to us. It's not something we focus on. We find the things that we have in common and we enjoy them. And I think even there you find the differences, right? You said your least favorite potato chip brand is going to be what can I, and it turns out that's one of the ones that I occasionally crave. It's, it's not my number one. I don't have a number one potato chip, but there's a, a, a I like variety. So I enjoy the variety that you and I have. Because we don't agree on most anything. We, we grew up completely differently, and, but yet it doesn't even matter. And I think that's the part I really enjoy about this is that this kind of podcast with two guys who don't – we don't hang out all the time. We don't have a long history, but we actually kind of met right before the whole world kind of went crazy. And we are getting along and making the best of it and using our different talents – to create during broadcasts and then 
a podcast. I'm very much. I've. I'm a big Seinfeld fan. Um. So that's and I've. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say this show is definitely about something. I wouldn't say it's about nothing, <laughs> but uh, but sometimes it is. Um, but I always, I always marvel. Right, every like if you look at sitcoms throughout the '90s, I guess '80s too, '80s, '90s, and into the 2000s, they all. I mean, Seinfeld was kind of the first one that said we're going to do the everyday life angle, mm-hmm. and and they did it the best and. This is that's kind of what this is. Is I'm taking everyday topics. What's your favorite potato chip? And turn it into a 30 minute debate. You know, yeah. That's you never think when you reach up to go out of the cupboard for a snack and you pick up a potato chip that that could be a a topic that can be debated right. for a half an hour. But yeah, and and my world has changed, Ted, since we started this because now when I see a white panel van going down the street and something happens, I'm like, I better write that down because this could be fun. It's almost like I'm collecting – some people have told me I should try to be a stand-up comedian. I don't think I'm that funny. But I think if I maybe collected my stuff, I, I don't know. I could possibly do it. But now I start thinking I'm, it must be like a comedian. When something funny happens, they think I need to write this down. Yes. And, and, yep. and I can build a story around this weird – whether it's real or not, it can be based on facts and then go divergent. But that's what I really enjoy about being able to chat with you. Once a week, we we launch we launch our ideas, and sometimes it's about something like the best sports, and sometimes it's about potato chips. And I think the original idea of the show was to do let's center it around maybe seventy percent sports, thirty percent other stuff. I think that was the original original plan, but as we got into it more, we're like, let's do the other stuff. This actually might be more interesting. You know. I, I'm having fun with both, actually. I and at, and to be fair, I, I'm not a big bar guy, but if I were to sit at the bar and strike up a conversation with someone else, I'm not concerned about the topics we discuss. You know, what I mean? I'm not bringing an agenda, right? I don't have I don't have pocket notes for topics, but let's talk about your life and my life and where they intersect and where we can share ideas. I, for me, that's the fun part. It is. It is. So so we wanted to do a show. And it's it kind of and that's that's the whenever you start something, it, you know, and a lot of college students kind of figure out this way. Well, I want to start out and I want to major in this. But by the time they're done and they have their degree, they're, they're majoring in something completely different. And that's kind that, of don't go into something. And I didn't want to go into this saying I want to do exactly this. Let's be flexible and let's see how mm-hmm. it goes. Just line it up, hit record and see how it progresses. So that's kind of. That's kind of like we said. Don and I have worked together here for a few years now, and uh, and we wanted to do something. And this is something that's always been in my mind for a while. It's a popular platform, and uh, and here we are. I've never thought about doing this until you, till you called because I really with with the podcasts I listen to, it generally is about some topic, and it's somebody who works in that field or is very interested in it or has a. I have a lot of passion for a lot of things, so for me spinning the wheel and talking about just about anything is fun. So I wasn't ready for a deep dive podcast, maybe as an occasional guest, but I guess I'd have to do a ton of research right. uh, depending on the topic. I, I, I enjoy this. And like I said, I was thinking to myself, man, with all the division in the world you see and all the focus on that, that that's no, we have no interest in that. We have no interest in what people don't like. And I find it interesting that dill pickle potato chips are, 
your bane and their mind my boom. I think that's I think that's fascinating. That's the way the world should be. That that's why there are dill pickle potato chips because someone likes them. Someone likes them. And that's like, you see a lot more celebrities per se kind of doing things like this, right? Um, I know recently um, Carissa Thompson and Aaron Andrews are launching a podcast to work on sports television um, that are, they're, you know, they're kind of taking away the whole broadcast filter and they're just talking about, about stuff. And, you know, that's kind of see, like when you see people on TV, right? You got to have, or they're actors or they're whoever, they're celebrities. They got to have some type of filter. So I, I, the podcast format is becoming that where you can see kind of who they really are. And so, you know, and them having discussions with other people and that's kind of, yeah. that's kind of what I was aiming for as well. So. Yeah. And I, go. and I, I recently, I was checking out some reaction type videos and I was wondering, man, I wonder if Ted and Don should react to some stuff, especially stuff we know nothing about, like watch a video about something and have us like shook by it. I think that would be. Maybe a long-term plan. But if people have ideas that they want to send us, if you're enjoying this conversation, please subscribe, tell your friends, give us a comment. You can watch it the, you watch it once in the background. I don't care. Uh, we'd love to, to get that kind of feedback yep. because we are having fun with this. But the, I think the whole idea of this being, like you said, at the bar or sitting at, a, at, a, at, at Buffalo Wild Wings watching sports – is the idea is so anyone could walk in and sit at our table. We'd be completely open to that and then just join in the conversation and let's go. As long as you're not aggressive or negative, enjoy the positivity and let's go. Exactly. We're, we're, we have thought about, have kicked around the idea of doing some video stuff, a video version of the program and video snippets as well. Currently uh, still thinking about that, still working on that. And I know that's been, that's been another popular platform is – you had these audio podcasts for a while, and now it seems like on a lot of these audio ones, you have video, a video version um, to kind of go with it as well. So that may be in the pipeline. Um, yeah, down the and that's so interesting to me because for me, when I was driving to work every day, and now I work from home, I would podcasts would get me to and from work, and then when I got home, I would watch video. So part of me is thinking, do people really want to watch us? Like, I, I certainly don't think I'm much to look at. So I don't know why other it's, people want to watch you me. You know, it's a weird thing. That whole, it is, isn't right? It? I worked in radio for four years yeah. from 2010 to 2014. And that was kind of the start. <laughs> so we, I don't, let me see how I can explain this. Okay. It was the start. Well, I should say maybe the middle. Um, the middle of... All this, like these sports talk shows, right? Mike and Mike, yes. The Herd, and now they're having TV broadcasts. It started mm -hmm. with Mike and Mike. I I remember this because I used to watch it every morning. Mike and Mike, before they got the whole big ESPN studio, they did, they broadcasted their show maybe in like ESPN News or something out of mm -hmm. their radio studio. I remember that. Yep. So it's just, you know, static cameras just up on the ceiling kind of looking down. And it wasn't anything big, but that kind of kind of took off, right? People can just tune in, yeah. and watch it. And obviously, eventually, with those bigger shows, they have video to kind of play over, it and they have a, they have a TV element that kind of goes with. It. And now, man, you watch cable TV during the daytime. Every one of those shows: CBS, Sports Network, NBC, Fox, the the Disney networks. They they all 
have these shows that are simulcast on TV. And then once that kind of happened, it kind of went out into the um, into the podcast form, right? Everybody, you can just yeah. upload a YouTube version of your show. Right. I mean, obviously, it's cost effective, right? You you can you can have ads online visually and you can have them audio wise as yeah. well. And and you can expand your reach, right? People that don't have time to watch us can listen to us if they like to. They can have us on in the background. It's it's fascinating to me how that's changed. And now I've noticed and Saturday Night Live is really good at this. If you don't I watch Saturday Night Live still Likewise. Uh, uh, and I usually watch it on delay because there's so many commercials when it's on live. I watch it on they delay. They post, SNL posts every skit, sketch I on know, their YouTube page. What, so what's the point of watching it? That's what I was going to say. The funny thing yeah. is you can go to Instagram and watch all their posts. In fact, I was trying to share the fortune teller bit, which was hilarious because they, they walk in the door. They go, yeah, I'm so excited to hear about next year. And then one person goes, yeah. This year really, really sucked. They said, yeah, 2020, 19 was a real downer. And then they go into this fortune teller and she explains these things that are happening in the future. And they're ludicrous, right? It's like, no, you're yelling at your boyfriend. He needs to wash the Doritos again. They're not clean. And she's like, what are you talking about? That's <laughs> never going to happen. And, you know, boom, it did. And that that was the beauty of that. I tried to send the YouTube link, but because of international licensing and whatnot, sure. Couldn't see it, but on Instagram, it was visible. So now you talk about multiple venues. Like you could take your TV show and you could turn it into 800 TikToks or 50 Instagrams or five YouTube videos and segment it. And with the reach of the world, you just have to figure out how they can watch it. So my now my friend is like, if you want to watch SNL, I can send the little gummy video from last weekend. And that can go via Instagram, but not YouTube. That won't work. So I'm learning. Yeah. It's almost like the streaming services continued. Like every someone said, like, if you get a VPN, now you can suddenly be in another country and you get a whole different experience yeah. with the exact same tool that you had at the beginning. So another big thing, you, we kind of talk about the whole video versus which we're getting off track from, but we, we kind of covered why 60 random minutes started. Um, but, um, and this kind of explains why it happens. Right. But <laughs> another thing, the whole video versus audio thing is now you can see, like you mentioned reaction videos. Now you can see how someone like in a podcast reacts to a guest saying, you know, you see facial expressions. You see yes. that. Remember that's how John F. Kennedy was elected president, right? Wasn't, was that the first televised debate in 19? Oh, gosh. Or was it... Remember the one... Kennedy was debating Nixon, and Nixon was sweating. And, yes. and that's the one where, okay, well, Richard Nixon's nervous, but John F. Kennedy looks like a cool, cool cu cucumber over here. Changed so, the game. So that's why he was able... I'm not sure if it was the first televised debate, but before, they said, well, when you had a, a radio-only debate, well, you couldn't, hear, you couldn't see Richard Nixon sweating. Right. So it's kind of that same thing where you can where you can see people reacting to certain things and it can kind of spice up your audio product a little bit. Yeah. And it does mean, of course, for me, I'd have to set up a good dedicated area that that has nice, clean background. I know we, we got it. We got to send you some lighting. We got to get you a, a, some <laughs> a better audio. microphone. Right. Yeah. And it, my setup isn't exactly either. So I'm facing a wall and just to the wall, there's a window. So yeah. sometimes window and the light that can create some weird things every now and then. So 
I don't. Yeah, I was going to use the proceeds from all the ads to pay for the microphone, but that means <laughs> I might be dead first. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we're trying. We're trying. Yeah, but but Ted, I think. I think you mentioned at one point that we had singers in in Singapore. Is that what I remember you saying? Yes, yes, we got we got listeners that blows from all over my the mind. place, and that's that's the beauty. And allow me just a little bit here to pull this up. Um, yeah, I'll, I mean that's great. I'm hoping that I'm hoping that like the episode with the potato chips. I hope it becomes interesting for these people in places that are different than ours to to see where there's differences, and in a way. Part of me's the, the whole funny part about diversity, and then we turn the Christmas party into a holiday party. I I'd rather like have a Christmas party and a Hanukkah party. Like have the Christmas concert, do a Hanukkah song and a Christmas song and a Kwanzaa song. Let's do all of them. So let's not take away holidays, but let's add them. So if you have a potato chip flavor that's different than ones we know about. Tell me about it. I'd love to hear about that. I'd love to hear about like the paprika flavored ones. They're good. Ted, I got to bring you some next time I get a package from exactly. uh, overseas. So I got to share that. Here's Even what if we, you don't like it, at least you'll know. Here's what we got countries wise. Yeah. 75% of our listeners come from the United States. 16% come from Germany. 2% from Canada. Then I'll just go down. South Korea, Switzerland, Italy, Greece, Hong Kong, and Singapore. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's crazy in a way. Fifty four percent are female. Forty three percent are male listeners. Biggest I mean, demographic that, is that's 18 a huge. To 22. That's a compliment. That's a huge compliment, right? Because I'm we're not specifically trying to be either. So I'm glad that's it's to see it split. Yeah, it's um, it's a good deal. It's you know, and like we said at the beginning of this, you know, these things. You know, these things, it's, I mean, there has been YouTube people that says, man, it took me three years to really get off the ground or something. But if you're passionate about a project, you just gotta, you just gotta stick with it. And this is, this, this show doesn't take, doesn't take a bunch of time to produce, right? We record the segments, slap them together and post it. So it, it doesn't take a ton of time um, to kind of put it together. So, yeah. yeah. And I'm hoping that, you know, maybe in so many years when I just lost my grandpa, unfortunately, mm-hmm. He told great stories. And after doing this podcast with you, Ted, I realized, darn it, I should have recorded some of them because sure. now, now, now granted he, I couldn't probably broadcast them on NBC um, <laughs> because he was not a PC guy, mm-hmm. but I had a friend of mine come to visit who's, who's from another country uh, is, is bilingual and everything. And he said, man, your grandpa is hilarious and mm-hmm. highly inappropriate, but hilarious. And so it's like, now that's kind of, he's gone. So that's gone. And, and I'm hoping that maybe these podcasts will be something for like my kids or yep. my ancestors to kind of enjoy and say, yeah, these guys were having a good time. And you know, if I miss my dad, I can listen to this. I can listen to him talk about stupid stuff for 20 minutes at a time. And the great thing about this is most of the episodes we do are not time sensitive. So it's not like, well, I missed them. Oh, I'm, I'm going to listen back to them and they won't make any sense. Well, no, potato chips are always going to be potato chips. And, you know, it's not a 2020 <laughs> right. thing. Or a, there or might anything. be new flavors, but hopefully we'll keep those old ones because uh, we exactly. Exactly. So anyway, go back and listen. Start from the top. Binge listen. Is that a, is that a thing? I don't know if I've. I don't see why not. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, if you're like spring cleaning or or like if you're out, if, if you're getting the last bit of snow that's outside gone or you're 
you're cleaning the yard, pop in your AirPods and listen in. So that's why we do it. And we appreciate your listenership. And we hope you listen some more. Next segment, right around the corner. Got to slow down the music to give it that ominous feel. Because we are talking worst job slash job experience. Oh, I've been I've been excited about this one. I've been excited about this one. <laughs> I'm going to out some people. No, I'm not going to out anybody. No, no names. 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 Well, maybe names. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> No corporate names. No oh, maybe gosh. one. No matter. I'm not, just thinking not. if I say names, will it get me in trouble? I don't think so. Well, well, you know, obviously, Ted, your ethics should control that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, it should. I know the fear of getting caught is usually the greatest motivator to stop crime, or crime is opportunity. But you yep. have to be better than the opportunity. Okay, that, so we're talking that's my wise about words. worst job. <laughs> Slash job experience. Oh, yes. Well, I have a short story. Okay, you can go first. You can go. So first. I, I, I want to go I, just because it's short. Because I think yours is way better than mine. My <laughs> one of my strangest my experiences was the first day on the job. I show up. They have me go to this secured area behind security, and I can't go further. And then. I'm waiting there, and it turns out the person I was supposed to meet with on my first day was out sick, and they had no backup plan oh my. for well, what to do the, in what, that situation. What was this job? It was like a consulting gig, okay. and I was yep. I, my. It was my first day on the job. I had been hired from the interviews. I'm a great worker, by the way, and they didn't know what to do with me. The security guys, like, I can't do anything. And he's like, I can't get a hold of the person you're supposed to contact. And they didn't give me a backup name. So that was a hashtag lesson learned is get a backup name just in case. And they, they had me sit in this lobby and I'm in there for like 20 minutes. And I'm thinking to myself, this is a really, really good prank, but it's not funny. <laughs> like you really got me. Yeah. Like you really got me. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I'm thinking how long before they can find somebody. And I'm thinking they had this guy planned to start and then a sick, someone's out sick and nobody has any backup plan. That was one of my strangest first days. I've had other ones where I start the job and my boss is unexpectedly out of town. They've got a backup person. They don't even know what I'm doing, but they're just, they have at least somebody lined up to meet with me. But the worst was showing up, sitting in this, not even like at the main lobby. I'm in a, like a secured security area beyond the main lobby and sitting by myself waiting to see if someone's going to show up and pick me up. It was so weird. How long? I don't recommend doing that. To was that it? Did you, people. how long, much longer did you stay there? Was it a part time? I was there for quite a time, quite, okay. a, quite a while. I yeah. You. I mean, one of the weirdest things that was going on there is two people that I worked with were having a relationship uh-huh. that was not known like they had a secret sure yeah and and they 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 mentioned it in front of me which i thought was very odd i didn't understand that and then once they'd done that i think they realized that was a huge mistake 
And then they didn't know how to unbottle that genie. That was also bizarre. So that actually, originally, I didn't think, Ted, that that's the same place, but it was. And it was very weird. In fact, also recommend not doing that to your new employee is telling them a secret that you actually don't want people having. That was also very weird. Yeah, but that is weird. Yeah. Day one was weird. Yeah. <laughs> day one was weird and it, and it didn't end. Yeah. I was like, man, that's so weird. Why are they doing that? And I don't know. I didn't understand. I'm like, why, why would you tell me? I, I, I can't, I, this, none of it made sense. That whole place didn't make sense. And just for reference, tell the listeners what you do now. <laughs> Not that. Uh, right now I work on projects for integration and product expansion. Uh, I support project managers and I manage some projects on my own. So it's kind of a cool, interesting job. Typically requires travel because you want to set up good relationships with the people on your project because you guys are a team and you're going to execute together. So you want to build that trust and rapport and know who you're working with. So we often do meet in person at some point, but lately we have not been doing that. COVID has kind of put up a big barrier there. So I also get to travel occasionally for work, which I really, truly enjoy. And I really, truly miss it now that it's not happening. It's funny. I didn't hear color commentator in there. I do that <laughs> on the side. That is a, that is, that is a blessing that came my way. I, I started I have to thank uh, Mike Peden, who was looking for someone to add a second voice because he's amazing. He can do an entire game by himself. He really does not need help. He has mm -hmm. so much knowledge and that he can if there's a pause in the action, he has this unbelievable mental Rolodex or this whole Internet in his head that he can just pull out stuff with. He always has that. But I think he just wanted a second voice. I told him I can do it. He said, Don, you're, you're really smart. You speak pretty well. And I know, you know, your sports. And I said, but I, I haven't taken no training. I, I didn't go to radio school. I, I'm not from the Brown Institute. I don't really know how I would do it, but if you're willing to take a chance, I'm willing to intern. And we did, we did high school sports together. And then he started doing, then he got an opportunity to do semi-pro basketball, which I joined him with. And at that point, he worked it into the contract uh, that, that my apprenticeship was over. And then luckily, uh, he one day, Mike asked me if uh, you wanted my name and my number and if it was okay to share it. And I said, absolutely. And obviously, we've been having fun ever since. So that's that job. Um, yeah, that, that, that's a good job. That's a good that's job. Not my <laughs> What's your – you have had a really – Bad one, I think. Yeah, that I don't know. I know nothing about. I'm really yeah. excited to hear this. Okay, so um, this isn't. A, I'm just outlining the work history, right? I worked summers. My first job was putting up tents, um, like big um, festival type tents. Um, that was a summer job. So it was, you know, you work during the summer, at fun times, such great times, um, back in Wisconsin. Um, I say so, one so, of my summer jobs was rod and gun club. So it was hunting and fishing. And then yep. we did like maintenance and lawn care. So my first really consistent job, right? That doesn't summer stop stuff. It was part time at the local Goodwill. <laughs> so you are naming names. Well, I think you can. I'm not naming people, naming names of people. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Buy it. Buy it. <laughs> That's the commercial. So, yeah. So, 
it was it was just like a cashier position um or you know just a general floor type of job cashiering okay. was meant to be 70 percent of the job okay and i never cashiered um in oh gosh six four to six weeks i think i worked there um so anyway you're going around and you're you're you know you're organizing the clothes on the rack you're you're doing this you know you're helping people you know at goodwill there's not a lot of questions that people ask right it's kind of you just roam around and stuff most of most of the work became um when people came in for donations um you would help them and that became quickly a lot of the job which i never really got fully trained on training here training there training there you know it was kind of handfuls of training but i never got training and and then one day this i you know it's one of those things there are certain times in your life certain days where you just remember everything and this is one of those days Oh my God! It's because you were in the zone, like Michael Jordan when he scored all those points. Or sure. Kobe when he had eighty-two, <laughs> it was just like that. So right? once again, and I, I've said, I'm like, man, why aren't they training me up front? You know, but they're doing this stuff in the back. When you get a lot of donations, it gets pretty hectic back there. Oh sure. Um, and then this one day happened. There was a guy that was working with us that was uh, part time, but he was like a manager type of thing. On this day. He got a promotion to become a full-time manager. Okay? So that's the first part of the day. In the afternoon, uh, donation after donation. It's the bits. It was just one after another, after another, after another. So at the time, and I have been to Goodwill since then. I did not, after this, I'll admit, I did not go to Goodwill for years. For years. This happened in about... 2009 2010 2009 something like that it was like my senior year of high school um yeah i didn't go to goodwill for like two or three years after that um but anyway uh so anyway guy gets promoted getting a lot of traffic in the back and at the time you were supposed to say whether you are a cashier checking somebody out or whether you are a getting a donation from somebody you're supposed to, you were supposed to say, I say were because they, they don't say this anymore unless they fired everybody that I've been in contact with at the Goodwill, just like me. <laughs> uh, but you're supposed to say, thank you for supporting the Goodwill mission. Okay. Mm. And it was busy after busy after busy. And I was working, you know, once again, I was kind of, there were people back there and there was yelling going on. I'm like, oh my God, what's going on? You know, and I told these people, I want to, I want to learn about. I want to learn about business. This is before I wanted to do broadcasting. There was a while there where I'm just like, eh, I'm going to try to go do do business. God, that would have ended horribly. Um, <laughs> but, any, but anyway. Um, so anyway. I'm glad you figured that out. Right. Donation after donation, right? And there were multiple, I don't know, 15 to 20. And I was maybe the person outside by the cars for maybe five to seven of those. And it was, you know, what I was, you know, I was working a little slow. I was a little unsure of stuff. I'm like, oh, where do I step in? Where do I not step in? And then, and then they asked me. Then they're like, why, you know, they kind of warned me, like, what's going on here? Come on, let's pick up the pace. And then, second of all, they're like, did you, when it slowed down a little bit, 
uh, they said this was about right after lunch because it got busy in the morning, then your lunch, and they're right around two or o'clock or so. And around the noon hour is when the guy announced the guy got promoted. So everybody's like, that's all they're talking about for the rest of the afternoon. Two or three o'clock, uh, or no, maybe it was like one or two o'clock. They come up to me and they say, have you said thank you for supporting the Goodwill mission uh, to the to the donations that I dropped off? And I go, yep. Okay. I didn't think anything much of it. And then they come to me and they said, come into my office. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I come into the office. Pants on fire. Yeah, right. <laughs> I come into the office and there is security footage on the uh, on the monitor. And as soon as I as soon as I walked in and I saw their faces, I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what is going on right now? I I think I I was hopeful that wasn't what what was about to happen wasn't going to happen, but I'm like, I think I know what's happening here. So they say you never said thank you for supporting the Goodwill Mission, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I didn't. <laughs> and they're like. Yeah, you didn't say that before. You said you said you did. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, maybe I said it, maybe I didn't. I don't know. Not that big of a deal, right? And clearly that was not the right thing to say. Now, um, Ted, did you really know or did you know? No, you I knew I, I didn't say it. No, I, okay. I knew that both when <laughs> they asked me and when they were about to fire me. Yes, I knew that for a fact. Um and I played it off as, well, Well, no big deal, right? We move on, right? It's a busy thing. We move on. And they say, nope, not working out. You're gone. Wow. You're gone. And the the guy who got promoted that day escorted me out of the building. I was like, I was not thrilled, right? I was not happy. I was like, you know, maybe this will become something. And it was kind of building up, you know, to, to something there. And How long you'd been there before this oh happened? God, four to six weeks, six weeks at max, okay. not very long. Um, but the day of the promotion, the guy had the, the gay, power yes, chip. Yes, the day of the promotion, this guy, well, he didn't fire me. It was two other people, but he's in there, and he is all, the guy who just got the promotion, he's in the room, and he is all smiles, and he was just like a smiley guy, a smiley guy where sometimes you think like, what's, what's, what's wrong with this guy? Is this guy on something? Like what's, what's going on here? Why is he smiling all the time? Yeah. You know, like, and then right. I get fired. The guy leads me out and he's trying to carry stuff for me. And I'm like, dude, I, I got this. I can walk out of the building, but you know that the reason they escort you out is so you don't do anything on the way out. Um, and then, and then, yeah, he led me out and he's just like, have a good one. And I'm like, I won't <laughs> <laughs> like who gets fired, escorts you out of the building and says, have a good day. Right. Who says that? I, oh, I get, I, he I, just got promoted. He's probably through the moon. And I'm just like, well, have fun working at Goodwill the rest of your life. Is, but, uh, is, do, do you get to say you too? Like the classic. You I too didn't and- say you too. Well, he said, have a good day. And I said, I won't. <laughs> i'm not so right yeah so that was man it was but the thing is though it was a blessing in disguise shortly thereafter i noticed the local radio station only had one announcer i emailed them ended up working there for four years doing everything from morning talk shows to sports to everything and that was that was an awesome opportunity which and if i never would have gotten fired from goodwill i might not be in the situation i am 
right now. So wow. It's, it's so, yeah. So if you it was believe the, in good, Goodwill's mission, the Goodwill's <laughs> mission, because you didn't thank people. That was it. Yep. It's not that, that. That mission. No, no. That mission came back and pointed you in the right direction and taught you a lesson. I would. I am very curious. I always think about this. What if I would have said, no, nope. I did not say thank you for supporting the Goodwill mission. Right. That's one thing that I always, it always creeps up in my mind. I'm like, well, if I was honest about it. Lesson learned. Then they might have kept me. And, but I think it's because I lied about it that that's what caused them to, to terminate me. And if I would have told the truth about it, what would have happened, right? I was trying to go to UW-Madison for business, which I would have flunked out of. I don't care if it's regular business school or economics or whatever it would have been. It would it not have gone thing. well. I would have ended up working at Walmart or Target or wherever. It just it wouldn't have gone well. It, I can tell you that right now. I, To be honest, I, I barely made it through just majoring in what I majored in. <laughs> Yeah, uh, school has never been my my friend. No, I it's I, it's always been difficult paying attention for me in school. Um, but um, it took everything I had just to graduate with a mass communications degree. But um, but uh, yeah, that's that, that's like I mean I, when I think back and I look back, I'm like that moment, that whole sequence of events has shaped essentially my entire future. Yeah, um, because and if what, that goes another way, if if I don't get fired that day, who knows? Who knows? I probably stick with the business thing. But 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 you never know. You know, I still might have heard these people on the radio, and then there's so many what ifs that you can go along. But that was my that was easily my worst job, worst experience. And um, the last time that you lied at work, probably. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it's so. probably. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Then, I mean, there, there's been other bad ones. Like I, I got a job right out of college with a, I'm going to dance around this one, um, with a TV station in Fargo <laughs> and it was, you, you are naming names. They, there are multiple TV stations. At there's Fargo. not 10. <laughs> it's less than 10. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. But um, you know, see, this is this is what we were talking about in an earlier segment, where you know, this, this podcast allows the platform to kind of have an unfiltered look. Yes, and that's what we're providing right now. You know, the, yes, you know, we're okay. So anyway, pop the lid open. A TV station, right? <laughs> a TV station in Fargo, and it was micromanagement city, right? Constantly oh. looking over your shoulder, you know, and all this. And I'm like, oh. that's the worst. TV station across town job opened up with a, a manager that was much less like that. He's like, yeah, just do what you want. So I left for that one after about four to six weeks. Um, I was told on the way out, um, I was told on the way out of my, of the first TV station that I did not get to where I wanted to go because I was the least talented person Ooh. at the station. And then wow. there were multiple people better than me. And that's have a nice day. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you ever if you've ever watched The Last Dance, um, there's this gif gif that's going around with MJ sitting and says, I took it personally. Yeah. That yeah. definitely took that personally. Um so you I, I was very motivated to to do some good things across town. And it that's once again, great. that was another great decision. 
because if that job wouldn't have opened up across town, I would have been miserable for a year, two years, whoever, who knows how long that would have lasted. So, you know, the good things, you know, I try to take positives out of these types of situations where, you know, you have this bad thing that happened and make some good out of it, right? The goodwill thing. Yep. Found a job with the radio station right after this. Same with yeah, the, I think there's a bigger, yeah. you have to think sometimes there's a bigger plan than what you're aware of. So I totally agree with you. Yeah. So that was, yeah, that was making the best out of those situations, man. It, it's and, and just talking about it now. It's crazy to think back, um, think back and all the, all the jobs and all the situations, um, that I've been in over the years, three States, multiple jobs. It's, uh, Man, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. But, but you're living the dream now. Living the dream. You're living the dream. Not working weekends, living the dream. Instead, I get to talk to you on the weekends. How's that sound? Yeah, I'm not sure if that's living the dream, <laughs> but you take it. <laughs> <laughs> it's what God's given you. Yeah, yeah, I guess. So, well, make Thank positives. You. I think what we can say is make the yes. positives. If you're, in a, if you're in a bad situation at work and if you're not happy, make the move. Make the Take movie, the yep. leap. Take the leap and do something that truly makes you happy. Yes, sir. There you go. So your check engine light comes on. My friend calls me and tells me that's what's going on with her. Her check engine light came on. I said, oh, did you grab your OBD2 scanner? What did it say? She said, what are you talking about? So I explained to her that an OBD2 scanner, it almost looks like the old dot matrix plugins. There's one of those in your car and you can plug a device into it and it will give you a code. It'll spit out a code. And then you can look up that code either in a book or on the internet and that'll tell you what's wrong with it. Right. For example, yep. my check engine light came on and it was a P1093 which is a oxygen intake problem. And when you look that up, you find out that it's safe to drive for short distances according to the owner's manual with that code on and that you should get it fixed. Now, if you talk to other people, they'll tell you, you know what, it will cause your car to run inefficiently. It will potentially pollute more and you will potentially have worse gas mileage, but you actually don't ever really need to fix that. Uh, it will not cause you any problems driving or any damage to your vehicle. So it got me thinking, Ted, when you buy a car, I feel like you should have an OBD2 scanner. It's a 20 to $50 device that you can buy. They have them at every store, and of course, they're online. And I was thinking to myself, what else should you give somebody when they get a car? And so my daughters, when they got cars, they got tire pressure gauges. Mm -hmm. I would highly recommend an air compressor for your tires because mm -hmm. that's important. Yep. Uh, jumper cables are a big deal. And maybe like a basic toolkit. When I was in Germany, one thing that was required, which is interesting because it's not required here, is the warning triangle with reflective red that you'd put behind your car. So that way people knew that your car was damaged and that you would put mm -hmm. this marker like 50 feet or whatever in front of your car. You're supposed to do that in Germany legally. So what other things do you think, Ted? Like if you get your first car, what should you have? Is it a notebook where you write down your gas mileage? My mom's old school. She still does that. 
And then when her gas mileage changes, she knows it because she's been writing it down. I filled up the tank. I got this many miles on it. Mm -hmm. The odometer helps me. And if that changes, then I maybe need to keep an eye on my car and see, are any of the gauges showing something different? Maybe double check my fluids to make sure everything's okay. Maybe take it in the mechanic, which I think is really smart, but I can't imagine anybody does that these days. But gas mileage was a big deal when she grew up and learned how to drive. What else do you think, Ted, for cars? I have other areas, but yeah. car was the first one. Jumper cables, I think, is a must. Um, yep. Yeah, I was actually um, – my car wouldn't start because I left it out in the cold when we had all the cold weather here in Minnesota and um, wouldn't start. I, had to, I actually went to the store and got one of those um, battery-powered jumper cable units. So you oh, don't need, those are cool. So you don't need a car. It takes a little bit to kind of charge it up, but – you know, it's 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 good. So when you're in a in a pinch and there oh there's no cars around, or if you're introverted and don't like asking people, um, that's right. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> I know you don't know me. <laughs> oh gosh, I got a funny story. I'll I'll follow that up with with something. Here. Okay, but, good. Uh, Let's do it. Um, but yeah, I would strongly say jumper cables, a jumper cable kit um, with you, yeah. and I, I like. Temp, um, not a temperature gauge. The tire pressure gauge, I think, should be in there. You know, yep. just standard stuff that you would need, and it, it already comes with a spare tire. Um, you know, that's that's a good thing. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. You know, check that occasionally. Right, yeah, but that that's what I would say. You know, a lot of the problems I think that people have is you know when the car won't start, it's usually oh I just got to jump it, right? That's that's a most of the time that's probably what you're what you're looking at. Um, yep. So and and then you said it before the the check engine light reader that can give you the codes, I think you know and well they say well a lot of store a lot of mechanics or auto stores auto parts stores offer that for free. Well, what if I can't drive my car? I was going to say literally won't I, drive. If I'm driving yeah. through the middle of South Dakota to visit family, and that light comes on, I kind of want to know, should I stop or not? If it's yeah. the oxygen thing, no. If it's another problem, yes. Yeah, yeah, very because true. You need to get there, and I've I've driven my car home. I think I had something weird happen during the winter, and it was when I was working. I was actually doing broadcast with you, Ted, and uh, I had a a light come on, and I checked it. And when I called in, they said you should not drive the car. They said you should not be driving that car anymore. And the funny thing is, I drove it home, and then when I got home, I was very happy. It was very cold and freezing outside, and I didn't want to be stuck on the side of the road. I was. I thought, you know what? I'll see if I can get home. Luckily, you know, fate let me get there. Mm -hmm. And then I took it to the shop, and he said, you should get it towed. And luckily, there was a shop near me, and I just had it fixed there. But he said, yeah, you don't want to drive with that. And I think it's important for someone to know, should I be able to go or not? That check engine light can mean bad things or it can mean, you know, deadly things. Here's a revolutionary idea before I forget. Yes. There should be in cars, there should be three types of check engine lights. There mm. should be a green check engine light, a yellow check engine light, or a red check engine light. Red means I love that. you cannot drive it. Do not drive this car. It is going to blow up or whatever. Yellow yep. means, well, you can drive it, but I would drive it to the nearest mechanic or, Correct. you know, yeah. Green means, yeah, you can drive it. Service it. But there's going to be an issue maybe in a few months or I think whatever. that's brilliant. Yeah. And my mechanic, I have a great mechanic. Obviously if you get a car, that's one another thing you're going to need is a, 
a good, reliable mechanic, and my mechanic has told me, here's what I would do. And they're honest with me, and that's exactly what I need. Now, Ted, you had something else related to cars you wanted to cover. Oh, gosh, we went camping. Bridget and I went camping last year, well, 2020, um, this last fall. Um, we're going to watch a movie in the in the van. It's one of those where it's got the screen in there. Um, I turned it on like an man looking back on this, man. I'm like, how you ever look back on something and you're like, <laughs> why did I do that? That's so stupid. Of course, it ended up like that. <laughs> so anyway, I turned it. I turned it on, but I didn't start it. And I'm like, I'm just gonna watch a movie. We get it's Jim Carrey in. Oh God, I can't even remember the movie. Uh, liar, liar. What's that? Liar, liar. No, 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 no. It was like him that started out with him like climbing up a mountain. Or something. Oh. oh shoot! Oh gosh, it's gonna bother me that I won't be able to remember that. Please put uh, it in the comments. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> so anyway, we start five minutes later. Screen goes black. Everything goes black. Five minutes. Five minutes. We could basically what? Well, probably figure it out. The battery died, right? Because we yeah, don't yeah. have it turned on. Five minutes. You watch a DVD. Everything dies, right? And it's not starting. Um. But it didn't completely die. It was because I think what does a car battery have to be 75, 80% for it to fully start? I think, or there's a certain percentage. I forgot what it is. It doesn't okay. have to be fully charged. I f- but yeah, anyway, because it was kind of like some things were on, but the, but the engine didn't start. So anyway, we go, we're going here and trying to call people and all, all this stuff. And we do it in, in the morning. We get jumper cables from the park office, the state park office. And we're able to get a jump start. Um, But we didn't have jumper cables. We didn't have jumper cables. The point is, is you should ever, but jumper cables should come with a vehicle, right? This is kind of how we started the segment. Yes. Like, Like, yeah, that that seems to be, and they're so cheap, right? They're so cheap that it's just like, why not just throw them in there? Yeah, how much was your kit? Those are kind of cool, right? They oh, 60 yeah, 100 bucks. 50 bucks. I got 50 60 bucks. I got a nice. Stanley one. Um it plugs in. Um so I think this one is a plug-in. Um I don't know if it works off the off of a battery. I guess I haven't operated it when it's not plugged in. Well, luckily uh, you haven't needed it right, other than yeah. the time you got it. Yeah, so it kind of takes a little bit to charge. You kind of got to charge it overnight. Uh but but it'll it'll do the job, you know, and uh Basically, well, you just got I just got to get the car into my driveway, and if it doesn't start there, well, I can just plug it in in the garage and then charge it up. Um, That's nice. So, and then any other place that you know, just get it. Like basically, all I would need: keep that thing in the back seat. And if you're gonna have your battery die, just make sure it dies outside of some sort of business where you can run a cable or plug in the thing. <laughs> some type of business with a um, extension cords. <laughs> So, I was gonna say, it yeah. sounds like you need to have an extension cord with your car yes, just in case. Right. Yes, and that that might hey. might have to throw that in there as well. And I was gonna say, I think if you get a basketball or a football, you should get an air pump. Yes, like that should yeah. be a given. Right. Yeah. It, if you if you have a house, I think if you decide to have pets or kids, you should get a carpet cleaner. I think that's a big one because I remember when the kids made a mess when they were literally little and you get mad at them because of the mess. If you have the carpet cleaner, it it does create a chore for you, but that's different than how do I even deal with this? Like they've messed up the floor. They've messed up something. If it's not a rug, you could just wash. And I've been through that before where the dog or cat have decided to Mm -hmm. go to the bathroom on something like, why did you do that? 
they don't ever explain themselves. So I guess I'm just, it's just going to be a mystery. So I think in, with that, with, uh, when you have kids, you should get a steam cleaner or a carpet cleaner. And then I was thinking, what else, if you get a house, what should you have? You're going to learn a lot of interesting things. Like you're going to learn about how, how your furnace works because one day it'll stop working. Yep. So if you have a fireplace, highly recommend that you have some wood because you might need it. Uh, what else? Ted, I, I, I highly recommend oh, the boy. extension cord. I just, yeah, there's been times where it's just like, you know, lived in an apartment. Then when I moved to the house here, I'm like, you just, you don't understand how many tools you need mm-hmm. until you need to fix stuff. Like just random stuff, right? We've we've got, for the time being, we've got wood siding. So it's heaven for the woodpeckers. Um, so you like to peck <laughs> up the side of the house. So once they peck the hole... You got to fill it with like this first steel wool, and then you can fill it with this like foam, expandable foam that kind of fills yes, the that hole. Stuff is, that stuff's great. Like you never, I never would have thought, well, yeah, I should have expandable foam. Like what am I going to need expandable foam for? Well, mm-hmm. when a woodpecker pecks your house, you're going to need to fill the hole. That's how you fill the mm-hmm. hole. Um, just extra, oh, another, that's actually leads into another good one. Just extra scraps of wood. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though we don't have a fireplace, we don't usually have a fire too often in the backyard, but little scraps of wood for stuff like, you know, patching holes in the house and just other other things. Like you don't like we we, have, we made a mousetrap where we put two uh, pieces of wood leading up to a five gallon bucket. And then on the bucket, there's a rod. On the rod, there's a, a soda can. On the soda can, there's peanut butter. So they climb up, eat the peanut butter, and drown in the water in the bucket. Um, wow. So that's what you need. The, the the Is that wow, like that's harsh, or is that wow, you're creative? <laughs> no, that's creative. I would have yeah. got – well, I mean, it, that, that really isn't – I mean, it, maybe it's more humane to have them be in those mousetraps instantly dead. But in the right, end, yeah. it's not a – it's not a happy ending. For, I know, for, no, it's for little guy. Same result, but um, you know, yeah. So you, they climb up. That's interesting. So yeah, never thought of that. So we did that, and you know that you need little little scraps of wood for stuff like that. Um, it's just, and I've learned this in early in home ownership is yes, we have a hardware store very close to us in actually two directions, um, which is great. It's great to be, but man, it is annoying to take multiple trips. And I've done that one time. I think we were working on one project and i kid you not we might have went back and forth five or six times because we don't we didn't have the stuff right we're new homeowners gotta get stuff we didn't have a you know we didn't have a socket set oh you gotta go and get a socket set oh jeez, okay you know mm-hmm. oh, you gotta get this oh man okay you know but it's it's one of those situations where you know hey you bought it now you're gonna have it forever so yeah let's say i got an air yeah. compressor as a gift um, from my mom. And at the time I, I, she said, I don't really need this. Do you want it? And I thought, I don't really need an air compressor, but my last car, something with the tires, they leaked all the time. And so having that there was great because so many times I would stop by the gas station and you start appreciating gas stations where you have to put in a quarter or two Mm -hmm. or gas stations where it's a free free, where the air is free. And it's a small thing, but if you don't have a couple quarters on you, it's a real pain to have to it go is. inside, change your money. Then you go put the quarters in. Is it last long enough for you to fill your tires up? Who knows? You're going to find out. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad I have that air compressor, even though 
I never really requested one, but I'm glad I have it. That is a, that's a, man there. You know, like you said, around the house, there are so many different things and there are things and we're about a year, a year and a half or so into home ownership. I know there's going to be things that, that I don't have yet that I'm going to need um, at some point. Um, so it's, yeah, it's just, but that's, that's just, that's just life. But you know, I think there's, man, it seems like there's, I wish you could buy kits of stuff. I wish you could buy. Yeah. Yeah. I wish there was like in the store. I wish there's a root beer float kit. I wish that, well, I don't got to get ice cream over here. Then I got to get root beer over here. Like why? Come on. Give me a root beer float kit. Just give me it like now. Give it right there. I just want I like it that. all in one. And now you got me thinking that I need to see if I have ice cream in the freezer because I think I want a root beer float now. Root beer floats are great. Um, I was going to say, if you have glasses, you should automatically have more than one of those small screwdriver sets. Yeah, those right. are gold. If you are, if you need bifocals, I've heard people say, buy a five pack, put one in your car, put one in your office drawer, put mm-hmm. one in your home office drawer. You'll leave one in the bathroom. Some of my friends have said, I actually, when I went to a football game, the guy next to me left his glasses. I didn't know they were bifocals. He left his glasses and I thought, oh my gosh, you know, that's going to be a problem because they're not cheap. I called him and said, hey, I had his phone number. I said, hey, you left your glasses uh, at the seat. And he goes, ah, it's fine. They're like a $3 gas station. Right. Yeah. It's like, okay, so definitely if you know someone older in your life and you need that birthday gift and you're not sure what to get them, if they wear bifocals, they won't have too many pairs. You can do that. If they wear glasses, get them some screwdriver sets. If they have a car, get them a tire pressure gauge. So you are – What else? What? So, Don, you're, you're... – very on top of making sure the 60 random minutes is exactly 60 seconds. How much time we got left in this segment? <laughs> I did I not, I didn't start, start my clock. <laughs> I got two twenty two. Okay. We got a couple of minutes left. <laughs> so I'm hoping that I'm hoping that people listening will come up with, cause I know we, I haven't thought this through. Like I just, I write down the one idea with the OBD, OBD two scanner. Yeah. And then I figure we'll talk about it and see what happens. Right. We'll, We'll see if we have to yell squirrel because we ran out of time or we'll see. I'm hoping people will comment and say, here's a situation I've had. Like I go camping. If you go camping, make sure you carry Ziploc bags. For example, if you go swimming, Ziploc bags. Uh, We saw those at the swim meet. Uh, Everybody put their mask in a Ziploc Uh bag when they were done swimming. They kept them dry. So it's like there's certain things like that that you should always have. It's a have a spare Ziploc bag if you're traveling carry with you a spare nowadays it's a battery for your phone if you're going to be traveling make sure you have that battery backup mm-hmm. i'm trying to think of other areas where you should have always have a spare something i always keep a couple of granola bars in the car because if i'm traveling i can't get food something's closed and i'm hungry i want to be able to eat because we both love eating always have spare food that's eating's a, fun that eating's fun eating's cr- essential I was, I'm wondering if people will comment and let us know what are other things that if you get this, you should have that. And I'm hoping that they'll uh, chime in. There are a lot out there. But what a, what a good show today. Good show. A lot of good good topics. I really like the topics here today. Well, thanks, Ted. Yeah, you did good as per usual. Yeah, and if you're going to have a podcast, write down some topics because – Write him down. Your partner might have a couple, but he might not. It's old school, I mean, but a pen and paper always uh, 
It always works until you lose the pen and paper, which I do very often. So, well, and I can tell you what I learned in Minnesota because we still have 20 seconds left. Oh, we do. Okay, good. In the winter, <laughs> do not count on pen and paper. Make sure it's a pencil. Pens will yes, freeze. They will. It is so freaking cold here that the pen freezes and then you're done. So make sure it's pencil and paper and then you're ready to go. And with that, Ted, we out. We got to go.